just want to open up in prayer. Father God, I just want to give you the glory tonight, Lord. I want you to speak through me, Lord, and I want to um, impart an example of what your grace is, how your grace sustains us in times of, um, just in difficult times, Lord, at all times, but in difficult times especially. And um, I just give you the glory, and I thank you for the opportunity to share. In Jesus' name. So I'm getting prepared. Got my cough drop so I don't choke. And I got my glasses so I can see. And uh, my message uh, is tonight is straight from the heart, a message about grace. So good evening. Welcome to Thrive. You brave people that came out. It's cold and windy. Um, and I just love that we're calling this series Straight from the Heart. Because that's just what I want to do this week, is share with you straight from my heart, but also the heart of God, the message of grace. So grace has not just only saved me, but grace has sustained me. It has sustained me in the, the many years. And as I was preparing for tonight, I realized that I had encountered God's saving grace 26 years ago last month. Time has really gone by very quickly. I had been living a life that was apart from God, a life filled with sin and sorrow, a life that had no regards for other people or even myself. I had allowed disappointment, unforgiveness, and bitterness, not only towards myself but towards other people, defer my hope. And Proverbs 13, 12 tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. My hope was deferred, and my heart was sick. I longed for God to show me his love, and God prepared a way for me to experience that. Little did I know at this time that I was going to encounter the grace of God. This experience came through an old high school friend, mother, as I sat in the behavioral health ward of Good Samaritan Hospital. I was there because I had recently attempted to commit suicide. Her mother came to visit me, and she was the last person that I expected to ever see. See, I thought her mother had hated me. All the years that I had known her, every time she had gotten in trouble, I was with her, and even the times where I wasn't with her, she got in trouble, she told her parents she was with me. So I really thought her mother had hated me and despised me. And as I sat there in this place, alone, afraid, scared of the unknown, I got a visitor. And not only, um, so when I, I got called, I had a visitor. I came out of my room, and my mouth hit the floor. I was shocked. I couldn't believe. In a million years, I never thought that I would see this woman who I thought hated me. And not to mention, how did she even know I was here? <laughs> you know, I hadn't spoken to her in many years. Um, but there she was, with a basket full of goodies just for me. And she spent time with me, and she shared with me how grateful she was that I wasn't successful in the attempt to end my own life, and that how much she loved me. And that really, that really touched me. So that kind of prepared the way. So when I came home after my short stay there, um, 
I encountered all kinds of um, people I didn't know showing me God's love. While I was in the hospital on the night that I tried to take my life, a nurse um, that um, was there was a believer, and she began to pray for me and, um, and pray for my family. And the, that time at Hazel Hawkins, th- they had uh, social workers that uh, kind of helped meet the needs of people that were in need like me. And um, one of the social workers was a believer. So I had this nurse I didn't know praying for me, and then I met this social worker who then put me into touch with um, people that were believers, and they began to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with me. And eventually, I came to know Jesus as my Savior. So I've lost my place. Give me a minute. So I was lost and defeated and alone, and then God showed me grace. And I encountered even more of God's grace when I came home through strangers showing me love, and eventually I asked Jesus into my heart. John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. I come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd that gave his life for the sheep. He took the weight of my sin and he gave me a new life in him. And he restored my hope and began to show me his grace. In the book of John, in chapter 14, Jesus tells the disciples, Let not your heart be troubled. And he goes on to tell them, that he is going to prepare a place for him, for them. He shares with them that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes through the Father except through him. He says to them, I pray to the Father, and he will give you another, a helper, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. Jesus had prepared a way for me to come to know him through, the, through faith, and he came to dwell in my heart, and I began a journey into grace. I had no idea what laid ahead of me. So what is this thing called grace? The Webster's definition of grace is unmerited, divine assistance, given humans for their regeneration or sanctification, a virtue coming from God, a state of sanctification enjoyed through grace, approval, favor, mercy, pardon, special favor, privilege, disposition, or an act or an instance of kindness, courtesy, or clemency, a temporary exemption, a reprieve. The Greek word for grace, which is pronounced Cain, means to bend or stoop to an inferior, to favor or bestow, to implore or move, to favor by petition, beseech, to give or grant and entreat. Another definition of grace is God's richness at Christ's expense. God's very own word tells us in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And in Romans 10.9-10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
I was able to do these things because God revealed his love for me through his grace. Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, that not of works, lest anyone should boast. Grace is a beautiful exchange. We give God all our faults and failures, all our hurts, habits, and hang-ups. He takes our filthy rags, and he gives us grace, unmerited favor, divine assistance, sanctification. Grace, it is amazing. 2 Corinthians 12.9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. This is what I want to focus on tonight. I want to emphasize the grace that 2 Corinthians 12.9 talks about. You see, the grace of God did not only save me, but his grace has kept me. Through the storms of this life, <coughs> and surely the storms that come, that have not yet come. John 16.33 says, I have told you, these things, so in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Did you notice this is a spoiler alert? We will have trouble. Being saved by grace does not exempt us from the trouble in this life, but grace helps carry us through that trouble. There have been many amazing examples of God's grace in my life over the past 26 years. I have walked through the troubles that I didn't think I could. I have walked through being a child of divorce and being divorced. I became a single mom, raising four children on my own. I had to face many fears. What would I do for work? How would I provide for my family? How could I do these things on my own? Will I ever be married again? These are just a few of the troubles I struggled with. I have overcome many heartaches and disappointments too. Been fired from jobs. Had to find a new job. Starting over many times. And even the loss of friendships and eventually the death of my parents. John 1, 16, 17. Or John 1, 16 and 17. And of his fullness we have received grace for grace. For law was given through Mos- for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. God's sustaining grace is something that has become so very real to me over the last the last few years, but especially in the past three years. You see, in January twenty sixteen, another year had just passed by. Life was pretty good. I'm happily remarried. It was going on five years. My kids were all grown and had all left, left home to begin life as adults. I was a little bit emotional because I had three of those kids live, leave all in the same month. But I was pressing through. I felt God had given me a word for the new year, Emmanuel, which means God with us. Little did I know what that word was going to mean to me in the coming months and years ahead. January passed quickly by, and in February, my dad had a heart attack and passed away. I didn't realize then, but I had begun a journey into grief. God, by his grace, gave me that word in January. 
It was a promise being spoken to me, the grace of God saying, I am with you. God was going with me. But there was still more ahead that I did not know. In March, I had to go to a conference with work. It was a manager's conference that they had every year. And it was being held in Denver. And um, they were making it so that we could take our spouses. So we made plans, my husband and I, for him to go with me to um, Denver because he had a niece that lived in Colorado and we thought we would take some extra time and we would go visit her. It was while I was at this meeting that I got a phone call from one of my sons. He was in trouble and he was sobbing and crying and speaking so fast I couldn't understand him so I had to, I had to calm him down. So, I mean, being so far away from home, I had him reach out to um, close friends from the church, and he reached out to them, and he went over to them and explained what the trouble was, and they prayed with him. And then the next day, he met with Pastor Bruce, and it slowly became clear that the trouble he was in was greater than I had ever imagined. While I was still in Colorado, I got a call from a detective telling me that my son was being arrested. My heart sank to my feet, and all I could do was to cry out, Oh, Jesus, Emmanuel, God be with me. So there's scripture in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, and it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time to war and a time to peace. It has been a time of grieving, and it's God's grace that has stained me in my grief. God revealed his grace to me and for me, it is the same grace that brought me out of my sin into salvation. Grace that can only be revealed to us through Christ. If there was ever a time I needed the grace of God, it was during this time. Remember what grace is. Unmerited divine assistance given humans for their regeneration and or sanctification. A virtue coming from God. Favor. Pardon, kindness, and exemption, a reprieve. God, grace is when God bends and stoops to an inferior to favor or bestow, implore or move, to petition or beseech, to give and, and grant and entreat. James 4, 6, he gives grace generously, Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I needed some divine assistance. 
God has been and is always faithful to extend his grace to the humble. He has given me the grace to walk through these last three years and the years ahead. And I typed this out and I had to like, I had to read it again. I couldn't believe I typed it. But it said, I found pleasure in these things. Yep. (laughs) You heard me right. I have found pleasure in my struggles, for they have shown me the grace of God can can sustain me at all times. His grace not only saved me, his grace has grown me, and his grace has transformed my heart. Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I know I said that earlier, but it bears being repeated. 2 Corinthians 12.9, He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my grace is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hebrews 4.16 Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. So tonight I ask you, what do you need grace for? What is your need? Can you see the grace of God sustaining you? Do you need grace? Is there pride keeping you from God's grace? And I want to encourage you to come boldly. Ask him for his grace. What have you got to lose? So we're going to break into groups tonight. What, what, three or four? Um, And I've written these questions out on little slips of paper. And I'd like you to take some time to, to ask yourself these questions. And I want to encourage you guys to be real, to go there, to um, allow God to show you his grace. Because grace can change you. One of the things that grace did for me is it's given me a new compassion for people like I've never had before. When my son got arrested, um, and he was in jail. I would go up and I would um, visit with him each week because we didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if he was going to get out. We didn't have money to bail him out, and we didn't have money for an attorney, so we were kind of just all depending upon the grace of God. And I found myself in a place with people that I never thought I would be with, and I'd always had a judgment. You know, I was a not it wasn't my element it was a place i could have ended up though on the path that i was headed before i found Je- well before jesus found me um but i never thought i would be sitting in the waiting room at a jail waiting to visit my own son inside and so it gave me a heart for the people that were there and i found myself praying for these people i would go in and you know i'd be going to see my son, um, but I would see these people, you know, and they're there to see their sons and daughters too. 
And God loved them just as much as he loved me. I wasn't anything special. I just knew that God loved me. And so I found myself just having a heart and a compassion for people like I've never had before. In my brokenness, God, God showed me his love for those people. Uh, so I kind of got off on a little rabbit trail, but I just wanted to preface that. So, um, you know, God is good. Um, my son is doing well. He is uh, walking with God like he's never walked before. And God has been faithful to, to meet us every step of the way. And um, he's encouraged me and uh, read the word a lot more, uh, seek God in prayer a lot more. Uh, it has given me the heart of an intercessor. So I'm praying for others when people are broken. And um, that's what God wants, and that's the grace of God. 